This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Details continue to emerge about just how the U.S.-China Phase 1 trade deal will impact American agriculture. As part of the deal, China agreed to adhere to tariff rate quotas it agreed to when it joined the World Trade Organization. Those quotas would trigger purchases of millions of metric tons of corn, wheat, and rice, quotas that are not currently being fulfilled. AgriPulse's Bill Thompson caught up today with Greg Dowd, the chief ag negotiator for the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative. Dowd says even though China didn't reduce its retaliatory tariffs as part of the Phase 1 deal, he said U.S. negotiators made it clear the expectation is full utilization of the TRQs. There's more on Dowd's comments and Bill's story on agripulse.com. The Environmental Protection Agency has a fresh set of biofuel mandate waivers to review. AgriPulse's Ben Nolly has more. 21 small refinery exemption petitions have been submitted to the Environmental Protection Agency so far this year. Biofuel groups see this as a test to the Trump administration's new methodology for handling the waivers. Brian Jennings is CEO for the American Ethanol Coalition. He says EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler's actions on granting SREs could mean whether President Donald Trump wins Iowa in the general election. The promises that have been made have not always been kept, and we're being asked once again to trust EPA that 15 billion gallons is going to mean 15 billion gallons, even though we are enormously uncomfortable with the proposal as they finalized it. Renewable Fuels Association President and CEO Jeff Cooper says biofuel groups continue to work with the Department of Energy to understand how it recommends small refinery exemptions. We have a commitment from the administration that it will follow DOE's recommendations and that it will ensure that 15 billion gallons of conventional biofuels are truly required. If that doesn't happen, I I think there's going to be hell to pay. Growth Energy CEO Emily Score was asked if she trusted the EPA. She responded, Well, you know, they don't have a track record of doing it, so you have to look at the track record, and that's why we really wanted a different methodology. Now, it is possible for the agency to do that, and a lot of the kind of political conversations this fall were, no, we will, we can, trust us, and so I think there's some people are just being very attentive. In December, EPA announced in a finalized rule it would reallocate waived biofuel gallons from the renewable fuel standard based on DOE data recommendations. Biofuel groups want to see EPA use its own data. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. By the way, EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler won't be making a previously scheduled trip to the American Farm Bureau Federation's annual convention in Austin, Texas. Wheeler was scheduled to address Farm Bureau members on Monday, a day after President Donald Trump spoke to the crowd. The Department of Agriculture is out with a pair of proposed rules to make a few tweaks in the school lunch program. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue announced the proposals today in San Antonio. USDA says one of the proposed rules would give school districts increased flexibilities to serve children food they want to eat, such as more vegetable varieties, selling entrees as an a la carte purchase, and allowing for more customization in meal patterns for students in different grades. Another proposed rule focuses on the summer food service program and would tweak meal offerings, meal service times, and allow children to take some non-perishable food items off-site. The School Nutrition Association says they're eager to review the proposed changes but appreciated USDA's ongoing dialogue on the subject. But the Center for Science in the Public Interest has already made up its mind. In a statement, CSPI called the move an assault on children's health that would create a huge loophole in school nutrition guidelines. The rules are expected to be published next week in the Federal Register and will be open for public comment. 
Finally today, USDA's top civil rights official plans to leave the department. Naomi Earp was nominated to be USDA's Assistant Secretary for Civil Rights, a position she was never confirmed to serve. She was working in the department as USDA's Deputy Assistant Secretary for Civil Rights. According to USDA, she had requested not to be renominated to the Assistant Secretary post. House Ag Oversight and Nutrition Subcommittee Chair Marsha Fudge said in a statement whoever replaces ERP must understand the importance of strong civil rights enforcement. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Before we go, a brief programming note. There will be no Drive Time on Monday in observance of the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.